Good day. Welcome to your favorite place, the trendy place. This is the Trend Podcast with Justin A. Williams and I, along with my co-host, Tex Ritter, am here to bring you awesome content from all across the spectrum that is meant to inform, excite, and most of all, keep you trendy. If you like a podcast where the unexpected should be expected, then this is the podcast for you. We have a great show for you today. Thank you for joining us. We are better when we trend together. Little disclaimer, the views expressed today do not reflect the views of New York Trend Media. Guests are free to speak their minds unfiltered and uncensored. We are here as a place of dialogue, no more and no less. All right. How's it going? I'm going to kick it to my co-host, Tex. How's it going, brother? What's going on? It's kind of going to be like tough for me to act like we wasn't just like chatting away for the past 30 minutes. We were having a good combo, though. We were talking about uh, some Mesopotamian religion some mesopotamian i hate saying myth you know because it's like why should i say that they what their story and their creation account is false but then some other creation account that's maybe newer is is real we don't know that we don't know who's who's real who's not we don't know what's real or what's fake right especially with, with religion i guess i'll find out when uh my eyes close uh permanently you know unless unless that buddha shit is real and then Actually, or that Hindu shit. You know what happens in Hinduism? In Hinduism, you're gonna walk in a path if you're if if you're lucky enough. If you're uh, got the karma right, you're gonna walk a path and you're gonna watch your parents making love, your future parents making love, and you're gonna get to pick who you want while they're making love and they're and they're making you. So you got to watch <laughs> your dad make you and your mom. And then you come out the other side, and you're like, damn, that's traumatizing. And it's you so traumatizing. Forget it. You forget it. That's why you forget it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I don't know how I got here. I'm just, I just saw light. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You forget it. You forget yes, it. Sir. I would say if I could, um, that I think learning as much about everyone's creation story would be able to give us a closer piece to fully making the puzzle. You know, this is trust more. tape, by the way, everyone. Yeah, this is trust tape. <laughs> Rapper, New Jersey, all star. He's gonna be five mics in at least two years. I'm put, I'm oh. putting it on him right now. Thank this you. is our guest for Thank today. You. And, and you know, we wanted just to start off talking about just some chill shit. So, you know, um, that that is true. You know, creation stories are so similar to each other, and creation myths from all across the world are so similar. It's it, it's really as if like. Either either some beings came down and were like, hey, we're going to have a similar event all over the world and right. people interpreted it or like people got something in their brains that's just hardwired to tell the same story. It's like dragons. Every mm-hmm. culture has dragons. Have you ever seen a dragon? I've never seen a dragon. Right. So, but, but, <laughs> but, but why do we have that in our lexicon, right? Yeah. Well, I would say um, I took this class at Rutgers called Soul Beliefs. And um, they were saying that religion was like an evolutionary outgrowth. Like we needed it to survive. We needed it to gather resources and morals help us, you know, choose who we should be prioritizing. Mm. So atheists never lived long in, you know, uh, earlier times of human history. Um, The people who believed in what was written on the walls uh, were the ones who usually gathered more and they were more uh, devout and more fearful of things, you know, breaking moral codes and stuff, you know? All so. right, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's basically like, you know, how writing um, was made. Once the civilizations who was able to record things, you know, because mm-hmm. think about it, you had to say, yo, what berries was safe and what berries was not safe Correct. to eat. Otherwise everybody was just forgetting or, or the new generations didn't have that that uh, prior knowledge. Right. So, and yeah. and myths, myths mm-hmm. act like comic books where they disseminate information to younger people. Right. If, like once once the first parents came about and they realized that it's hard to get children to listen, they had to come up with cool stories involving gods and beings and elves and dwarves and uh, Urukai and all this shit just to convince kids not to eat the wrong berry. Yeah, right, right, right. Don't run away from your parents. Why not? Because I'll never see you again. I I don't care about that. Okay, well, <laughs> well, well, let me tell you something. Shango cares about that. Who's Shango? Shango is mm-hmm. our god of lightning and thunder, mm-hmm. and he wants you to stay right where you are. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. You know, it's like um if you've seen American Gods, the yeah. show, I'm a big fan of that. And yeah, no. what that show basically talks about is 
humans have created our gods to give us parameters and to also give us freedom. Mm-hmm. And different gods operate in different spaces for different purposes. So as humanity got more united and more singularly focused, mm-hmm. and as as more religions compiled together and influenced each other, the Roman Empire and the Roman emperors noticed that we need a monotheistic religion like they found in Egypt with Amen-Ra, right, for during Akhenaten's reign, right? So we need monotheism because that's that's what's going to order people, just like in the army. In the army, we have one goal, one enemy, right? Yeah, it's just masculine toxicity. Right. <laughs> Accurate. Yeah. Oh, it is. Accurate. But, that, but that is the first toxic masculinity is, is the concept that not only is God definitively male, but God favors males, right? And, and, and you see that in hip-hop, too, where, uh, you know, if you look at uh, rappers, right, what happens, what, 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 do you, what are the pressures on you? trust right do you have to think about how sexy you look at a certain point do you have to think about what you're wearing and uh how little you're wearing uh, does, does your content have to consistently talk about um what you do in the bed no it doesn't but if you're a female rapper consistently across the board the pressure is i have to one up little kim i have to one up uh cardi b correct and was about what sells, right? What the market wants to sell. Right. I would tell so, you. I would tell you that. I would tell you that it doesn't have to be by force, but it can also be just your external environment. Oh yeah, right. So external, how does external environment? How, how does your external environment affect your music? Before we get to that, let me introduce him. Let me introduce him. So. In 1994, New York Times featured a seven-month-old infant. Trust Tate was struck by a straight gunfire while in a stroller in the Bronx, New York, the birthplace of hip-hop. Trust's father, a former breakdance and graffiti artist, grew up with Rakim, Eric Sermon, and KRS-One. Oh, those are classic. As they impacted Long Island, the Bronx, and the world. Trust's mother loved listening to No Doubt, Red Hot Chili Peppers, John Mayer, and other forms of soft rock. With that mind, trust music and his brand of hip-hop is like nothing you've ever experienced. Trust is a hip-hop artist as well as a music producer engineer that's been making music for the past seven years. Though he had a label, and the label offered him much, he made great connections throughout his run, and Trust chose to walk away and carve his own path learning to produce and engineer. As of now, Trust has collaborated with many talented Jersey artists, including St. Alexander, Oh, he's really good. I love saying Alexander. Mike Hardy, Zero Seven Zero Tree Safari, Queen Quinn, Jaws, Nayram, King Kenza, J Ness, Some Gods, SB Kickstarter, Sensei, Sati, The Outiers, and Dr. J Hood. Excuse me how I'm pronouncing some of these. Some of these sometimes I'm like that was DJ DJ J Hood at the end. DJ J Hood. Okay. That's his other side. See, I'm, 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 <laughs> that's, that's, that's a little bit of my Caucasian side coming out, but it's also like my, my old man game coming out because I speak like the dad from Blackish. They had, a, they had an episode on last night about how you know, he, he's out of touch with hip hop. So, you know, you got to forgive me. Anthony Anderson but, is hip hop, man. He's exactly. But trust Instagram is currently at 12,900. No, that dropped. That dropped. Might go, that dropped. That's just. Man, I think, listen, that man. Dropped. Let's trust Tate, everybody. He's that here. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah, so, but you can find his. You, you can find his music on SoundCloud and uh, on Spotify too. I found you on Spotify today. Yeah, yeah. I'm everywhere now. I'm everywhere. everywhere. And, um, so he's everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, had, I chose to book him on the show because. He's been one of my favorite rappers for a couple of years now. I went to Rutgers mm-hmm. for graduate school. He went to Rutgers. We have a, a friend in common, uh, Jay Akasola. Um, oh, and, man, um, my boy Jay put me on, yo. Yeah. Good yeah. luck, Jay. I appreciate you, bro. Yeah, yeah. Jay, Jay's the man. Jay is um, paintballer right now. Jay, um, Jay wanted me to go paintball with him as we speak. Okay, so you got to tell him you were on the podcast, bro. Exactly. I'm letting him know. All I'm right. Know. But let's get back to that question you had, Tex. What was that question you had? environment man how does your environment play on your music Mm. i just i see everybody trying to figure out how to be happy and everyone has like different ways of going about it but i don't know i just feel like no one's really shown me a guideline no one's really shown me this the path to finding out what you 
what you're meant to do here on this planet, you know? And my external environment kind of made me isolated because no one's showing me. So I'm like, why am I going to keep paying attention to this? I'm looking for influences and I don't see any that I can trust. Mm-hmm. So I got to start creating them in my mind. And again, that's the reason why I should stop looking outside. I should start looking more internal, right. start figuring out how I can fix the pieces of me that's broken. And again, I can't do that if I'm distracted by the outside world. So I got I to sit with myself and deal with me and learn how to enjoy me and I feel like music was an extension of that. You know what I'm saying? Figuring out how to enjoy me in ways that I didn't think I could. Hmm. But when did that? When did that uh, theory like happen? When you figured out, yo, I gotta, I gotta know thyself. Um, probably like 16, 17, maybe around there. I was just like, I'm looking at parents. I'm looking at friends, and I'm like, what is this supposed to be? Because what I think it should be, it's not. You know, what is what is my next step supposed to be? Why do other people have it figured out and I don't? I started, I started looking at all these things and I was just crumbling. Yeah. And in that crumbling, I figured out, you're good. No one has this figured out. No one does. Mm, people have right. plans, but those plans, nothing's guaranteed. Right. The only thing you can do is devote yourself to something. Right. But it's an illusion in even doing that. But the oh, pursuit, yeah. the pursuit, sure. the pursuit is all that matters. The pursuit yeah, is the, all that the matters. Journey, the moments, the journey. Because even even the finish line you set might not feel how you think it's gonna feel when you get there. You might mm-hmm. as well just enjoy the journey. Because the finish line, I ran track, so the finish line might not have felt as good as when you first got off the starting line. And you right. was Gucci, you was better than everybody else, and you got tied towards the towards the end. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So when right. you cross that finish line, you wasn't you wasn't at first anymore now you at last you know what i'm saying i don't i don't know man it's just like within that crisis i was able to build myself again that's a good you know? point i mean so. to, to 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 dissect yourself yeah and to, and to allow yourself to have an ego death it's like the dark night of the soul it's like an awakening it's like you know you're you're, you're feeling as though you're so deconstructed that the only thing you notice is um the pieces of you you know, right. that, that are around there. And since I think, I think that comes through in a lot of your music. Um, I think, um, you know, songs like uh, it, Bacardi, um, mm-hmm. which is a song that's about you seeing your ex at a party. Um, even, a song, even, even a song like uh, Haunt, um, which is my personal favorite uh, because I, I love rock and roll. I love hip hop and I love the mixture of it. Um, take, 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 I, 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 I found songs like that to be kind of a part of a new wave in hip hop that maybe, you know, a lot of people could criticize what's going on now, but mm-hmm. you know, in hip hop today, there's a lot more emotionality. There's a lot more emotional vulnerability, uh, at least with, with some rappers. Um, you know, there's a lot more, uh, there's a lot more, um, even if they ain't showing the, the vulnerability, uh, like, uh, Speaking it where it's just plain, right? It's still there. You can still hear it. Like, even go use listen. Listen to like Schmurder, hot nigga. That's a very vulnerable song. That's a very dark uh, vulnerable yeah. song. Or like yeah. stuff like or stuff that that Cootie does. You know, it's it's Who? like Kid Cootie. You said Cootie. I said Cootie. No, Cootie. You know, yeah. I said Cootie. Exactly. You just said it, Cootie. It's yeah, Cootie. Cootie. It's Cootie. Yo, come on, it's Cootie. It is. Trust. Shame on me, shame on me. Yes. But whatever the tried it, man. You tried it before. Justin. That was the same thing. But the point remains, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> the um, point. this is the what, point. What 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 um what inspires you to be different than other rappers that you that you notice out there or different than what's come before and what is currently going on? I think that's where the foundation came after the crisis. <clears throat> Was when you speak of crisis, what are you talking about? We talking about the pandemic? Um, no, myself with the um, with the last question y'all y'all asked me. Context, um, copy. Mm-hmm. Um, the family, the friends, um, just not being what I thought they should, and me not being what I thought I should. I connected those because they're very close, but we don't like to do that. We don't like to connect uh, the blame that we see in others to possibly blaming ourselves for certain things. Um, and I started doing that a lot more. And I was like, you know what? Let me just try to, let me just try to connect that to everything. Let me just, let me just be freer. 
let me just let me just be freer with um my expression because i'm i'm not perfect either i'm not perfect and i'm not sure what's going on and they're not sure what's going on but the only thing i know is that when you build a plan when you build a plan you start to figure out like the universe starts to help you put that plan together and you'll be like oh i don't know exactly how i'm going to get to where i need to get to but then the universe starts bringing people like y'all around and people start giving you equipment. People start loaning you things. People start giving you things. People start helping you with jobs. People start, it's just, I don't know, man. It's just More like, favorite. it all translates into the music. It translates into the music because if you listen to my music from the beginning to the to the point now that I'm at, you can see where I was at emotionally in my life from, from where I started making music to now and how I, how I went through like literally the ego death that Justin was talking about. I love ego deaths. And then I was like, you know what? I don't expect much from people mm. until they show me I should. Right. Everyone doesn't have the same standard of 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 uh of how living how you live, you know. So you just gotta let everyone rock. And that translated to my music to where I'm like, yo, let yourself rock. Let you be free. You be instinctual. You make mistakes, but learn from them. You're right. you're you're able to change just like other people that you don't want to forgive, but they're able to be forgiven too. There's things that people would never forgive you for, but you forgiving yourself. You're like, you know what, bro? You hold on to that. I won't. You mm. you you gotta be free. And I'm just like, you know what? Let me just be free and let everyone else be free. And I feel like that's just where I want my music to be, and that's where I want my listeners to go whenever they listen to my music. I don't want them to think about me trying to be different. That's not yeah, where yeah, I, yeah. I see myself as the same. I think that's what I'm trying to say. I see myself mm-hmm. as the same as everybody else. I see myself just as imperfect, just as judgmental, uh, just as vulnerable, just as confused as everyone else here, trying to just figure out how to be happy. So I hope I hope I answered your question. Yeah, and that's 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 all the Constitution says, a Bill of Rights, you know, the pursuit of happiness. Mm-hmm. You know, that that's that's all we can ever really achieve in life, you know, because you know, we, we, we all have different systems for how we want to achieve happiness in life, whether that's a religious system, a philosophical system, you know, whether you're a Stoic or a Christian or a Buddhist. But, um, you know, do we ever get there? And is it sustained? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm dealing with uh, people I know now in my life where it's like, and even now it, for myself, where I'm on the cusp of something, right? right? Like I, I wrote a book, I want to get published, but I got to go through a certain... Uh, Sentinel, which is uh, a literary agent. I got to get a literary agent to be published. Mm-hmm. So I'm sending my book out. And I'm like, is it good enough? Is it not good enough? Um, and in, in this liminal period, I'm not particularly happy because I'm saying, I know if it gets picked up, I'll be happy. Right. Right. But then I got, I can't think like that. I have to think, you know, what made me happy when I was writing the book and right. when I was writing the book, that was when I was the happiest. So mission accomplished. I already did something that made me happy. Everything right. else, everything else now is the universe aligning itself for my favor if it does so. Right. So it's like with hard work and with the right timing, those things come together. All right, those are just benefits. Benefits, yeah. You know? If it happens, it happens. Yo, so I see um you got the vinyls on the wall. That brings me back to a place, man, when I was, because uh, I, do, I do music as well. Um, brings me back to a place, I think, a lot of my buddies, too, when I would, you know, home studios was the thing. It still is the thing. Um, <clears throat> but, like, you know, like five years ago, it was the thing. And, and so I was just wondering, like, those people on your wall, how do they influence you? Because, you know, you was talking about you didn't have influence around you and everything. But I see you got some, you know, some people on that wall that music. Oh, okay. So I wasn't meaning musical influences when I said that. I was meaning more of like. I, oh yeah, now nah, I know because even even not even only musical influence. You know what I'm saying? But Malcolm X or you know Far Muhammad or Marcus or you know we got or John we got, Mayer, John Mayer, John, John, Mayer. John Mayer. You know what I'm saying? You might like how you just play some licks on the guitar and be like. Wasn't he in that movie One Night in Miami? One Night in Miami. It was Malcolm X. Sam Cooke and John Mayer, right? Yeah, and he was also there for. Um, <laughs> he was also, I don't, I don't know about that part. I don't know about that, but I know he was um uh, there for uh, Dave Chappelle's first episode or first right. season. Yes, you know, yes, legendary to me. I'm like, yeah, that's dope. 
when they go into the, the bodega and, yeah. and he starts playing like the Spanish bar- music. Yeah, the bodega, the barbershop, starts yeah. walking. Like, yeah. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, you know, just those characters, you know what I'm saying? Just those characters who you can be like, oh, because they lay the blueprint down as well. But do you, but do you, do you think like, you know, do you ever get any pushback when you try to use maybe uh, influences that people say like, oh, that's not hip hop or, oh, like, you know, don't use those kind of people. Do you ever get pushback? Um, because I'm recording myself, I'm mixing and mastering myself, I'm producing myself and okay. I'm distributing myself. It's just opinions. Okay. And yeah. those opinions are heard because I'm a respectful guy, but those are not God to me. You know, I'm going to let I'm going to let my right. friends and other people tell me what they think. I'm not going to be somebody who's going to shut my ears. But mm-hmm. if it's not constructive, I can tell the difference. Right. And if and if I can't tell, then I also take the time out to assess myself and maybe see maybe if my ego and my pride is getting in the way. And before I react mm-hmm. to the person about what they said, I might be like, you know, let me sit in myself real quick. And we figure out if I'm being prideful, you know. That take right. a lot of personal growth. Thank you, thank you, man. And it's a yeah, constant yeah. reminding thing. It's a constant reminding thing, and I think that that's what it's supposed to be, though. You know, it's supposed to be a practice. You know, a certain mindset you practice. So, it's it seems like your music is is like a martial art to you, you know, in the, in the sense that there's there's a spiritual element to it. You know, there's like um, not necessarily spiritual necessarily by the book, but spiritual in the sense that like. There's, there's a strong connection, a vibe that you're trying to get, a very personal, um, individuated um, style that that relies on, you know, your instincts. Would that be the case? Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't think I write from a place of like trying to do anything um, outside of just feel good. I want to feel good when I listen to it. I want to feel good when I'm creating it. That's the main thing. Otherwise, I'm I'm feeling aversive effects about it. I'm like, ah, why am I doing this? Because mm-hmm. that's how I'm living my whole life. I'm living like I want to live for me. So I'm not gonna be doing something that I choose to do, and you know, worrying about the world. Why would I do that? Right. The music is an extension of how I treat everything else around me. So it is very closely tied. I remember your freestyle. I think it was what it was like Freestyle Fridays. Or freestyle Thursdays used to drop on Instagram. Uh, yeah. It was like once a week. Once a week would be freestyles, and that, that's how I caught on to uh, to trust because I was on Instagram and I was just scrolling through stuff, liking, not liking, and then I see this like multicolored psychedelic dude in a tank top going over like some Migos beat, and I was like, "What is this? This is crazy!" And and, and there was one where like literally it was very well produced. <laughs> it was a, a like a white door and the door opens. It's just a crowd of his goons come out. And then he's just like spitting as everybody kind of knows the lyrics, but I'm like, this is a freestyle. So somehow everybody's like vibing with your freestyle. It's like somehow your freestyle is transferring into their minds and they're freestyling the same <laughs> thing freestyle at the same time. I was like, this dude is magic. He's got powers. This guy's got powers, nah. man. <laughs> nah, man. So let me so let me tell you the process, man. Let me tell you the process. Um, so I was in the studio for hours and the engineer was just playing beats. I was sitting in the same spot with the microphone on with the lights off. They tell you you can have lights on, customize them, whatever. I like the lights off. And because I'm freestyling, I don't need to see nothing, what I need to see. And with the lights off, you know what I'm saying? I can just focus on uh, my lyricism, focus on what I'm really feeling. Make sure mm-hmm. I can see me wait. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, for those eight or so hours that I was locked in there, I then just recorded those and it had to go back and be like, okay, which ones do we think were substantial? You know what I'm saying? Where there were sparks of genius or just sparks of like, you know what I'm saying? Like, okay, this is entertaining to some degree. And then when it came down to the video, I then had to memorize what I was saying in the freestyle <laughs> before we did the video so that I'm able to mime what I was saying in the freestyle for right. you to see on the camera. So it was, right. um, it was fun. It was fun. And it, and it also let me know uh, what it takes to go into, you know what I'm saying? Um, shooting a video and stuff of that nature. But I appreciate the, uh, the comment too, man, on the video quality. Thank you. Yeah. Well, now that we, I have, I have two rappers uh, on the show right now. What, what goes into a freestyle? Like, can you take me through the moment 
before freestyle up until the end. Like, like basically my questions are like, are you nervous? Are you scared? Are you, what, what is the process that gets you from, you know, one line, one bar to the next bar in a freestyle as different than something you're writing down? I'll pose that to text and uh, uh, trust. Okay. Go ahead, text. You got it. Um, I just say, uh, I say like, you know, with the most thing you're passionate about, because that's going to come off most, that's going to come off natural, you know? So the most authentic thing that's, that's in the front of your head, um, you know, usually it's like how you feeling or what you might be seeing, perceiving like around you, um, mm-hmm. physical things around you at that moment. Um, so yeah, and definitely, definitely in, in the element plays part too. Like if I'm, you know, if you got a cypher going on, um, you know, you, you don't want to, you don't want to come soft. Correct. So, you know, that, that passion behind the authentic, that's, that's fueling a whole fire and you're just going and then, and then if they pumping you up and, and you get first, if you get two, two sentences out, that's like on, on time, just a good flow, you, you should be in your bag from there. Mm. So it gets easier the more you do it. Yeah, it gets easy. I mean, yeah, it's like a practice, but, yeah. but you know, but when you're in it, yeah, like at that moment, yeah. So is it like 8 Mile where it's like, you know, everybody's just walking around, everybody's got the ability to freestyle? Nah, like, nah, <laughs> like, nah, 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 A lot of people can't freestyle. A lot of people can't freestyle. Mm-hmm. They can't. It's, a, it's, a, it's a talent because you got to think ahead. You got to, it's chess. It is chess. They it's can't not checkers. Until, until they, they can't until they do that. Until they start right, to think ahead. And then when they realize mm-hmm. that they can't think ahead, they relax. And then they say, let right. things just be. And that's right. the point where you realize you're human. And that just like how we're talking now, we're walking now. She's stalking now. We're parking now. Right? <laughs> you just, yes. Right? You know yeah. what I'm saying? Just like that. Yeah. Because you're, you're understanding that you're not always trying to control something. And the right. freestyling is trying to be free. That's what mm-hmm. the artist hopefully is trying to either attempt or just be, you know? That's, that's why, why he said the first two minutes, the first two sentences might be their attempt to be free. And then after that, they're good. Now they're good. Now they can go for hours. You know what I'm saying? Maybe maybe a first line or two isn't good and they got to make up for it. And then they're Gucci. You know what I'm right, saying? But right. I think anybody, I think anybody when it comes down to their comfort can freestyle. Whether it's a good freestyle or a bad freestyle is subjective, but anybody at a certain point can rhyme consecutively. They just got to be comfortable mm-hmm. with it happening. Right. Yeah. yeah so it's, med- it's like, it's med- it's like meditating. It's like mm-hmm. meditating for, for artists. Cause yeah. you know, like a, somebody who paints can freestyle. Like I'm not even going, I'm just going to let it go. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a similar skill set. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's removing the right brain from the process. You just straight left brain. Mm-hmm. You're not no logic. I ain't I free. Basically, we've been talking about this whole time. Man. Wait, like, Tex, are you saying you got two brains? Yeah, man. You got your hemispheres <laughs> and whatnot, baby. Yeah, this guy. <laughs> <laughs> got the, you know, you got the hemispheres and all that. Mm-hmm. Well, that the is mas- that, masculine and feminine, yin and yang. That is interesting. That is interesting. You know, because I I I think hip hop kind of probably started out with less people trying to make songs and more people freestyling just raps like a oh rap my. like like a rap was just kind of a thing where you like if you've seen the movie dolomite when he was like my name is dolomite uh-huh. and i have come here to fight right i can fight anybody <laughs> but you can't follow me down to any potty <laughs> and he would just say some shit like that and and, and it would be funny it would be timely and and you know it evolves into something where you can speed it up over a beat but you know it's the it's the ogs in the 70s and 60s gil scott heron before yeah, that, before what, that. Uh, I forgot what homie's name was, but adi 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 o. Oh yes. Adi 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 a. Yes. Like, that's 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 party. That's party with uh DJ Cool Herc or, or <laughs> Grandmaster Flash. Right, Why right. you got a rapper on the mic? He's getting the party started. The DJ's cutting up, and everybody say ho adi a ho. Like you know, it's just it's on par. It's on par. And that's just I think that's just culture for us, man. Like everything just comes from Africa. The drums, where we dance. Where we talk, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Where we bop. Right. 
and and that's things. But that a just, lot of a lot of people are ashamed to to give credit to African influences. You find that all across the colonial world, people are ashamed to say that the bachata and the rumba and the salsa, right, comes from African influences. Mm -hmm. They're ashamed to say that Egyptians were black. They're ashamed to say that a whole plethora of things that that have to do with the truths about Africa and African influence. You know, you know the argument about like Egypt, like uh, being black or not. You, know, like, you, you haven't. I have. I, no, I, no, I have. I have. Oh, I'm, I'm, saying, okay. I'm saying the argument about it, though, is like, OK, well, what time are we talking about? No, it, no, 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 yeah. no. It, I'm they've, been conquered, they've been conquered by different I, races. Right. That's what, but that's what I'm saying. You know that's, what I'm saying? But it's, dynastic, it's, dynastic pyramid building Egypt, the ones where okay. people are looking up to him and saying these motherfuckers are genius. Right right, 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 right. The ones where you have Socrates and Her- Herodotus. Right, and going the Greeks, to learn from. Yeah, and the Greeks mm-hmm. going over there and saying, we are nothing. We are barbarians. Mm-hmm. We're going to Egypt to learn the truth. Mm-hmm. But right? you know, like black and white wasn't created until what? 1900, 18, late 1800s? Right. Mm-hmm. But 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 the problem is we, we, we have to reclaim people that maybe wouldn't have claimed that themselves. Because if they were around today, they would look like the three of us sitting here. More like you two than even me, right? So we 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 have to reclaim that because they the the stereotype that was created. I mean, the the fact that you could have a movie about Egypt with Ridley Scott. Oh, it's terrible. And they and they cast Christian Bale. It's terrible. As an 18th century Jew, and they have Ben Kingsley and Ben Mendelssohn as Egyptians. What if I did that to, to Braveheart? What if I went to Scotland in sixth century Scotland and, and cast all three of us and cast uh, Samuel Jackson and Eddie Murphy as Scottish kings? That's what uh, we should do. We should just remake yeah. that was white and just put black people. Yo, I was thinking of doing a skit one time for one of our shows where we could do something like, like white people in places where white people never were. And it's just like two white people show up and they're like, oh, my God, you mean these people weren't white? <laughs> right, right, right. Now, but um, and then the thing is, too, like just about color, right? Depending on the region of the earth that you lived in was based on your color. So if you was if you was more uh, Eastern Europe um, or Asia, well, I don't know. I can't even say that about Asia because I think even the Asiatic was was tan, you know, so. I don't know, but I think the region played a lot of part on your pigment. The first Chinese dynasty, the first Chinese dynasty was African, was black. Pretty sure the first Japanese was too. That's because we was the first people. You know, that's just what it is. That's, that's, that's what I'm saying too. Like, how wasn't everybody just the first people? Yeah. Right. And just pigmentation just changed over time. And somebody yeah. was like, yo, I can use I can use to go against each other just because you look a little different on the outside. No, but right. um, I read I read an article in National Geographic. It said that as of nine thousand white, uh, the white genetic mutation didn't exist until nine thousand years ago. So think about that. Humans are three hundred thousand years old. Right. So we're talking about for most of human history, all across the planet. Wait, you said the white pigmentation wasn't created till nine thousand years ago. Nine thousand years ago. And how how old is our human? human? Three three hundred about three hundred thousand years. Three hundred thousand copy. So that's a long time of of a planet without variation, without diversity in terms of look. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, this is not the slander or slam. The uh, first, the first were... light pigmentation that they saw, they must have went nuts. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what, what in the world is this? <laughs> Asking it like, oh, he's an alien. Well, we look at we look at what's happening now in um in certain places where albinos are being treated like they're like evil, you know, and people are yeah, yeah, that's right. still happening to this you know, day. So we imagine fear, we fear what we don't understand. So. Correct. Yeah, it's like there's this there's there's white and then there's like too white for some people. It's like there's extremes and people don't like those extremes. Right, right. Mm-hmm. But but that that's interesting. I remember seeing the movie Ten Thousand BC, and they had an albino person in it, and I was like, why do they have this character in this movie? He's like 
his eyes are rolling on the back of his head. He's doing some weird magic. Just oh, like, that's right. Like, he's, the wish, he's the wish doctor. Yeah, I was going to say that too. He was the wish doctor. Because <laughs> yeah. he looked different. He was like, they're like, yeah. all right, you connected to another realm that right. you're not connected to. So right. you hold that down. Did you right. guys hear about this theory that there were they were like exiling albinos to the mountains and that's how you know yeah you know what i'm talking about okay you know what i'm talking about i haven't heard that i haven't then, heard this and then peep and then and peep and then a couple hundred i think years go by and then those people from the mountains come back to visit and uh-huh. the africans let them in and they betrayed them they betray the trust, okay. but that's just the theory. I, I'm trying to remember the exact um, theory. I'm pretty so sure. So here, I, I don't know if this is the thing you talk about. Yakub um, was a black scientist who lived six thousand six hundred years ago mm. and began the creation of white people. He, began. he said this to do to done this through a form of selective breeding referred to as grafting. Whoa. I'm uh, sorry, living on the island this? of Patmos. I think I know. What? This. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yakub. Yakub? Yak- Yakub is the wait, biblical wait, yeah. is the biblical Jacob. Right, Jacob right. Okay, so so you're saying the biblical Jacob was a scientist, mm-hmm. and he was black. That's a word for yeah. you to understand what he was doing with genes, scientists. But he was making humans. He was making humans. He was, he was making humans. So so Jacob, the biblical Jacob, was making humans, and he and he and he fucked up. He made white people. <laughs> and, but it's in, it's 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 Yakub in, in Hebrew as well. And the Bible of the Hebrew is Yakub as well. Because there were no J's. There were no J's. So yeah, right, yeah, no, no, no. The J, the J comes from Latin. So the right. Greek, Greek and Hebrew don't have J. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. That's why Jehovah Witnesses. I be I have certain conversations with them where they I'm I'm wondering why they don't say Yeshua instead of Jehovah because the J would confuse me. But you right. know, everyone has right. everyone has their thing. I'm going to blow your mind right now with something that I read uh, consistently a couple of years. There was this writer, her name is uh, Akaria S. She's like, um, she focuses on like the, the true origins of Christianity and Jesus and, and biblical characters. And uh, she wrote something where, so the Greeks worshiped uh, Apollo, right? And Apollo to the Egyptians is Osiris. Right. So both Osiris and Apollo, who are solar solar deities, had IE by their names. IE was a mm-hmm. universal symbol in the Mediterranean of a Christ figure. It meant Christ, basically. Christus, the chosen one, right? Okay. And that's why Jesus' name, Jesus was used as an epithet for Apollo and Osiris because of the IE. If you put the J, it doesn't mean anything to anybody. Joshua anybody back then yeah all the, the stories, I. All the stories e. correlate all the stories correlate right mm-hmm. and the ie and the i eventually turns into the j right so that's why you get jesus it used to be Jesus. right oh yes okay right and that's yes. and and this that's how why, it it evolved yeah this so is why like, we gotta put hit? the puzzle pieces together this is why we gotta put the puzzle pieces together and give everybody the room to say hey this is what i do but what do you do a little bit? Can I know? Because maybe we have more in common than what we think we don't, right? But we're so busy focused on being devout. Different. And with being that different. devotion, with that mm-hmm. devotion comes alienation of what's different versus mm-hmm. you being devoted, but respecting what's outside of you, real coexistence. I don't think we really know what coexistence is at this point in human history. We don't know what that is yet. We do not. You know, I think the reason why is because a lot of people don't know themselves, right? A lot of people, we live our lives with blinders, you know, like horses running, and we're only focused on what's in front of us. So, like, you know, the bone in front of the dog that's running the track. It's like, I just want the bone, so I'm just running, and you don't even know what's going on around you. Um, and you do it for so long that by the time they take the 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 blinds off the side of your eyes, you don't even care to look around because you're looking around. it scares you. It's going to scare you if you actually look around now because you're going to be like, this is what's around me. And right. now it plays a part on you. Like we started with the environment of your surroundings. Right. You know, if you don't take a hard look at the environment around your surroundings and you just play your part, you know, it's a role, it's a role you're playing. Mm-hmm. Um, so what, what role do you, are you finding you're playing in, in this creative game? Like what's your, what's your long goal? Okay, so for context, because you brought up that last question and I wanted to to bounce off of that a little bit. I do peep games in my external world and I do say, hey, I know what's going on in the market. I know what's working, I know what's selling. I know what people are kind of saturating with the image, you know, 
the tattoo, the tattoos on the faces, you know what I'm saying? The, the, the butt cheeks in the camera and, you know, the guns in the camera, all that stuff. I get it. That's what's selling right now. I know that that's what's happening. But once you know what's happening, I can you can go back to the drawing board and say, okay, now what do you want to add to the market that's not there already that you feel mm-hmm. comfortable bringing? Because you don't want to do something that's the same. So I'm not going to say I'm not going to go out of my way to uh, be different. There's certain times where I'm like, you know what? I'm like, you know what? This is weird, but I'm pretty sure someone else would feel this way too. Maybe they wouldn't have the courage to do this thing. Maybe that's the only thing that separates us in life is the courage to be free, you know, mm-hmm. with, with their subject matter, with their art, with their craft. So I'm like, let me just, let me just look at what's happening in my external world. I can tell that people are not knowing themselves. That's why they're all making the same type of music. Cause like, you gotta feel redundant. Your whole album has, you know, strip club music or shoo shoo bang bang. You don't feel redundant. You know what I'm saying? You, there's no way that you're doing this with a full self-awareness. And, and if you are, then respect, respect. I haven't met that person yet. And those people usually, those people usually that I've talked to haven't listened to their OGs who would have told them not to be how they are now because they've already went down that path. So that's where the self-awareness, right. that's where the self-awareness for me comes in. Cause I have people that have already went down the wrong path to where they could tell me not to do that. And I listen and I'm like, you know what? I don't need to experience that myself. I'm going to trust this person's Intel. They've already went through this. Mm-hmm. See, that's imp- like, OG it, it is important, but it's just it's just as important to listen or trust. Yeah, you know, true, true. And even yeah, even man. with the things that people don't want to give you advice on, I learn from I learn advice more from people than what they want to actually tell me. Like just mm-hmm. watching somebody will tell you more than what they're actually saying. Sometimes, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I like to just yeah, feel, I like to just feel energy. I like to feel energy, and that always will give you the answer you need. Sometimes people don't even know what they're saying. They don't know what it really means or what it means to you because they're not aware of what it means to you. They haven't done the research. Right, right. right, like somebody's opinion, you know, is they don't have the whole context they got what they're seeing, mm-hmm. looking in from an outside view. So as you were saying in the beginning, you can't even you can't even live by somebody else's opinion because they don't even know what you have for breakfast in the morning. They don't know what toothpaste you use to brush your teeth. Right. Well, right. as my mom says, do you pay right. bills in this house? <laughs> Right? Do you, do you, are you paying my you paying my light bill? You pay you paying for my Amazon Prime? I don't think so. So you can shut the fuck up. Right. Right. Or or if you have time today, or if you have time today, and you really explain your life to that person, you'll see that they don't even have the real enthusiasm to even fully hear you out. It's not actually for them to learn about what your issue is. They just wanted to see you sometimes react, or to find out where your shortcomings are. And they'd be like, okay, right. good. Now. I feel better. And that's what mm-hmm. they want to do sometimes. It just feel a little bit better about themselves, whether they admit it or not. And that's okay. Yeah, that's a sad, that's a sad person. That's real life though. You know what I'm saying? Misery, uh, misery, love company. Oh nah, it is real life. You know what's funny is that um like I'm I'm real big on building with, with the community and, and everything. When I say community, I don't really mean about like where I live. Um, I mean about like my network and, and who I who I um, build with. Um but I was talking to talking to a friend of mine who's um in the industry and he was like, I asked him if he had a partner because he's doing this new venture. Mm-hmm. And I was like, so what's up, man? Like, what's your partner's like? And I wasn't asking him to join on. I was genuinely concerned because I knew what it what it takes to to do what he's trying to do. Right. Um, and he's already asking me for for advice and everything like that. Um, because we gotta learn from each other. You know, people asking you circle, you wanna be able to learn from. Um, mm-hmm. but when I asked him, like, yo, who's your partners? He was like, man, you know, black people, man, like, I, it's just me right now. I looked, looked at him. I was like, nope, I don't know. Mm-mm. Like, I don't know because I got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. You know what I'm saying? I started just telling him who my peoples was and who I'm, who I'm working with. And that's that. Yeah. Anything else outside of that, it doesn't matter. So mm-hmm. I know you said you was building with yourself and you was um, learning yourself and everything through the whole crisis and everything. As you uh, grew up out of that, what's your, what's your network looking like now? Do you, do you got some stable uh, pillars in your circle? Yes, yes. Um, and that is something that should be noted. And once it's noted, I again have to draw back it to myself and say, okay, am I still optimizing what I can do as an individual? And that's the point I'm at, to where I can know how to 
help my friends, help my environment too. You know what I'm saying? Because I can lean on those pillars when I need them. But do I really need them? That's the that's the question of whether I need oh, them. Oh, no, no, you need your pillars, bro. Right, right, right. right we all right, do. Right, 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 right. But sometimes, but sometimes to want them and to need them is good. But I feel like sometimes the ratio of needing them over just wanting them is too much. I'd rather want people and be able to help people and be able to rely on people still too, still, but still at the same time, all simultaneous, still figuring out how to be better. And sometimes, right. you know, sometimes those pillars will, sometimes those pillars will become outdated. And that's, I, I think that's what I'm trying to say. Those pillars will become outdated. The things that you thought you needed, I don't think we really need them sometimes. We will, we'll upgrade, you know? So, and then you'll just, uh, and then you'll be able to enjoy the pillars for what they are. Like when you go to Rome right now and you'll be like, wow, thousands of years ago, they was fighting for their lives against lions. But now they're just a tour site. But those are pillars, literal pillars. Now, now I hear you, but you know, if you want, you want to, um, and this is all, this is all a subjective dialogue. Um, mm -hmm. If you want to go, uh, if you want to go fast, you go by yourself. If you want to go far, you go with a tribe. You know what I'm saying? Those people. Simu simultaneous. To, simultaneous. Very simultaneous because you can't get nothing done without yourself, right? If you're not, if right. you're not correct, you can't work. You can't work with nothing around you. However, right. however, for time's sake, you can't do everything, right? You make music, produce, you mix, master, and distribute yourself, right? With all that plus, in your hand I, now, Plus, I just learned, plus I'm learning Photoshop. Plus I'm learning Photoshop right now. Right? right, so you get in, so you get in your round on all of plus, them. Plus I'm yeah. learning marketing, plus I'm learning marketing through Google AdSense so that I can market just in general. That's all happening. So it don't stop. Right, learning, that's what I'm saying. You, you continuously then, learning, you continuously learning, but you know what will always be the truth about that? You continuously learning? What's that? You, is you gonna stay, is you gonna, you gonna know less than the person who actually does it, right? See, you sound like me, jack of all trades, right? We could be good at everything, but we gotta connect with those people who's great at certain things. And how long do that's you- That's what's gonna catapult. Facts, and now how long do you connect with those people until you look at those people like, okay, now we're at, the same level because that's what it's about you're an apprentice until you can learn all that you learn from the person then you move on nah, to another see, that's not you can move on to another person right you can find another person if you and that person don't gel anymore because relationships are, are, are chapters right in your book that doesn't that doesn't mean that they end on bad terms but you like you said you outgrow people and you mean now you people. now you just want them now you don't need them now you just want them to be around it's kind of like somebody who is a kid who's in eighth grade, they're Kung Fu instructor, you know, and then they reached the black belt and now they're in high school and they're like, okay, I can just go visit him now. I don't need to be training under him. You know, but he's still, trust me, he's still training under somebody. Yeah, yeah. He's that's, still training. That's, Denzel, Denzel still, Denzel still goes to acting class. All facts. He still, he still goes to acting class. But my point, but my point is, is that, um, is that you trying to market something right now might take you five days versus somebody who does it and only take them one day, right? So now right. you get more done and now you get more done in a structured time because you have your pieces. If you're playing chess with one piece and I got, I got pieces on the board, oh, it's trouble, bro. Well, you would have to assume that we're coming to the chess game with the same knowledge about chess. In the same in the same condition to actually play, you might have gotten. Now we ain't talking about we ain't talking about knowledge. We talking about straight pieces. Yeah, yeah, you're we right. talking about straight pieces. You're right. We're talking about a game now. You're talking about a game now. This is a game, though. This this whole thing is a game. All right, right. So the what we in right now is a so game. The Twenty four hours that you're talking about, we all have, and the time that you be marketing versus me marketing, that might be true, and that be okay, and that's okay with me. That's why I was saying this whole time, I agree with you and that you can do these things simultaneously or not do them at all. You cannot be the jack of all trades. You can choose one, two or three things and that be what you do. Respect. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. But, but no, but you be the jack of all trades because you have a, you have a knowledge base of it. Right. So when you go to somebody who knows it, they can't tell you nothing different because you know, you got the round off knowledge. You're able to communicate with that person who does it. It's like and you got the juice. You got the juice, man. You got the, you got you got the, the juice, juice now. So where I can go to that—that that was the original line in Star Wars, though. You know that, right? That—that's what—that's what—that's what was going to be said to Luke. 
Vader was gonna be like, "Yo, Luke, you got the juice now." You got the juice mm-hmm. now. <laughs> I, 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 that. Then, 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 then Tupac would have came in, and and it would have been just a bunch of crazy. I shit. I think Tupac <laughs> was supposed to play in Star Wars. Yeah, exactly. He was. I think he was supposed to get cast in Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> nah, no, no. Imagine not, that. Star no, Wars. Could you imagine that? Imagine yeah. if imagine if Star Wars started off in like the era of hip hop, <laughs> like we had like Eric Sermon, Kumo D. Uh, the Fabulous Five, all that shit in Star Wars. That would have been crazy. That would have been great. I think I think it would have sold more than they actually did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like the Jedis rap while they kill people. Uh-uh. You know? We are the Jedis and we are here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tupac, Tupac Shakur edition for Star Wars. Are you serious? Star Wars episode one. That's real yeah. life. Oh, that's crazy. No, because he wanted to be an actor. He wanted to be an actor. He was he didn't want he was an actor. I know, but I mean like he at that point he wanted to be an actor. Right, right, right. right he was right. young. He was young. Oh. All right, Trust. Well, I gotta say, we've had a great time talking to you today, man. Just a lot of awesome, cool shit that we got to talk about. And you know, for a text and I, you know, sometimes our our our, our shows we, we we don't get to like really express ourselves in like a plethora of ways but today we felt like we definitely could yeah this was go, definitely a, go on a different a, a, on an adventure a journey through, uh, adventure through sound journey. <laughs> uh through sound through topics through through you through everything so we want to thank you for coming on man definitely definitely a great uh combo much appreciated man likewise guys I think I think the main thing uh, the audience take from this is personal growth, man. Once again, like we always come back to it, Justin. It's always personal it's, growth. It's always personal yeah. growth for the choose, trend, baby. Truths your narrative. <laughs> <laughs> the music, the music, the music is always going to be an extension of life. If if that's what I'm, as long as I'm alive, music will always be an extension. Mm-hmm. And that's why I can do more than just rap, produce, or engineer. Right. Because you also want the cover art. You also want right. to be artistic. What if right. my brain is like, hey, engineer, I don't want to just look at this screen and just be like, whoa, you're doing something cool right now. What if I want to actually learn what he learned? What if? Right. Mm-hmm. What if? Right. What Keep if? learning. That's all, Keep that's learning. all I want to leave y'all with is what if? What if that money isn't that important? What if them mm-hmm. saying no doesn't really matter? What if? Right, exactly. All right, Trenders, so that's going to be it for today. Remember, we release on the third Friday of every month. We drop just about two episodes that we're rolling with now, maybe expanded three. But for the year coming up, we're going to try and do two episodes at the final two weeks of every month. We want to, again, thank my co-host, Tex. We want to thank Trust Tate. And we want to thank you for rolling with us. Remember, subscribe, follow, like, comment, anything to help us build clout and spread the message. All right. We'll see you next time. Thank you.